Hey, so listen, on today's podcast, I'm talking with Jen Newman, colleague of mine over at Eagle Academy. Jen has a website. Doesn't everybody? But you need to go check out her website. Her web, Her website. What is it? Website? Her website. Chello. Her website is worth checking out. JenGoesZen.com. J-E-N goes G-O-E-S. Zen. If I need to spell that out, then you got bigger problems. JenGoesZen.com. She's got a blog there. She has a link where you can buy these really cool leggings. Not that I wear them. Well, maybe I'll start wearing them. But anyway, JenGoesZen.com. 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 Give it a look. See what's there. What do you have to lose? JenGoesZen.com. All right, listen. It's my podcast, so I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Here's the favor I'm asking you to do. It's not that big a deal, so don't even start getting upset. All I want you to do is go to PeteColosano.com. You don't even have to get anything. Don't do anything. Don't look anything. Don't read anything. All right. Well, that's not true. I want you to read everything. I want you to look at everything. But most importantly, sign up for the newsletter. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. And if you do that... You get a free copy of the first chapter in my book, School Sucks, Why Schools Are Failing, and How We Can Fix It. Okay? So go to pcolisano.com and check out the site. Look what's on there. Read some of the articles. But most importantly, sign up for the newsletter, pcolisano.com, pcolisano.com. I think you know what I'm going to say. pcolisano.com. You are listening to Pete. Colasano. Pete Colasano. Colasano. We're on. So, I'm here with uh, my colleague at Eagle Academy, Jen Newman. And I said last week, where I actually put out a YouTube video. I don't know if you saw the YouTube video. I did not. If you didn't, you should subscribe on YouTube. You subscribe and hit the bell. And then the bell, if you, sit, if you hit the bell, that means you'll get the notifications. It'll pop up on your phone. So I, don't, I have no idea why you're laughing, but you should definitely sign up for this. So, because you what, can't see his faces he makes. <laughs> what, what I said on, in the video is that I would be doing a podcast on the 24 hours of no talking and no cell phone. It was a double whammy. The cell phone thing, just so you know, I want to get that out of the way. The cell phone thing was um, easier. The only problem I had, I'm one of these people with the cell phone. If there's numbers on anything, I have to clear it out. So like if I have uh, multiple text messages and there's like a three under the text message. You have to check your text. I have to check it, even if I don't read it. That I just have three to clear that. Same with the emails. So I wake up, or I, I'm, before I go to bed, I guess it was Thursday night. I, I look at my phone just to make sure I didn't have any like emergency texts. And I saw 68 emails. And I almost like shit my pants because I can't have 68 emails, but I couldn't touch the phone. And I didn't. You learn, you learn a lot about your colleagues when they don't talk or use their cell phones for 24 right? hours. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that was the cell phone experience. That was the hardest part. Otherwise, 
I was okay with no cell phone, to be totally honest. Now, did you still connect with your social media a little computer? A little? Did you check your, because I know you're a sports guy, you checked the ESPN and stuff like that in the morning? No. None of it. I didn't do that. Um, I did check email only because my website was being rebuilt, and I was only looking for that one person. Okay, so you only checked emails from that person. Yes, everything that was else it. was left. Yeah, everything else I like. Oh, that's what I said. I still had sixty-eight emails, and it was like, you know, and you know what the funny thing is? I have multiple email accounts. Mm-hmm. Checking Doesn't email. Everybody? Well, that's checking email on your on your phone is infinitely easier. Like the idea of having to open like four or five different windows to mm-hmm. check email. Screw that! Like I'm not I'm not doing that. So I wasn't even going to do that. Anyway, if I, didn't have, just... if, if I had the choice, I probably wouldn't have checked like if I just lost my phone for there if I left it home I wasn't going to check anyway except for those because they were building she's building the website which came out awesome once you had to check yes so let's leave the cell phone thing alone just the idea of not talking all right so here's my number one takeaway and then you can I, I I showed Jen my notes like I just took little bullet bullet point notes so she has the notes and she'll pick out the ones that she likes but the one thing that I can, I have to say, like right off the top, that I just, I noticed throughout the day, and then it was like my concluding thought, was that it's amazing how much useless crap we talk about every day. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and I have to ask, I talk to myself all the time. If I'm sitting in my classroom and I'm writing lessons or I'm grading things, I blurt things all the time. Did you notice? I swear to God. I, first of all, I think self-talk is more important. It's probably more useful. So... I don't know that I was talking to myself, but there was a lot of things that I noticed. So I, I said in the video that it was way easier than I thought, which it was, but it was also way more interesting than I could have guessed. So one of the things that I took from it was that we just really talk too much. Like, and I'm thinking like probably, you know. And I talk more than he does. <laughs> it depends on when, right? That's it true. depends on when. There's times when I can't shut up. This is I'm thinking like 75% of what we actually say is it, useless. Or to hear it's ourselves just filler. talk. Yeah, or just because I want to I want to speak. Because silence is definitely... Is uncomfortable? Yeah. <laughs> silence is very uncomfortable. You're not going to talk, I'm going to talk. Especially in certain circumstances. I mean, especially in a classroom. Most How are you silent in a classroom? Well, it's funny you say that because I had a, a friend of mine's a math teacher, and she said I couldn't do it. And this was the next day that Melissa and I were talking about, it, like, and she's like, "Of course she could. Of course she could. She could do that." It's the idea, like, you already have assignments ready to go. You could even have a short YouTube video on, you know, I have no idea. Quadratic equations? Is that real? I don't know. Is that something real? I think that's a real thing. But I teach English. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. And then you, you have an assignment. You have certain things on the board that you can point to. Um, it could be a review. You're handing on a review sheet. It definitely can be done. Because it was a math teacher, and she was just like, I, I couldn't do math. And I was like, you could. It takes some planning, it but would don't take, forget. It would definitely take some planning, because I could see even in an English class being able to do it, but it wouldn't have to be at the beginning. It wouldn't be able to be at the beginning of a unit. Right. But at the end of a you unit, have to plan when it they're up. writing essays, and it's independent work yeah, anyway. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I planned, I told but my very kids much two planning. days ahead of time. Like, I told students two days ahead, and then a day ahead. Like, I've totally forewarned them. That this is what our, I was going to do. Our kids do. don't take um, surprises very well. They don't. Sometimes. <clears throat> and then that leads me to another thing, which was I was blown away, not only at, I guess, I don't know if the word is cooperation, or or I should say also participation. We had two kids that did it with me, at least during the school day. And then everybody else, I, I thought, 
we would get a lot of, um, or I would get a lot of trying to get me to talk. Oh, I thought for sure you were going to get students who were going to try to get you to talk. I'm not saying it didn't happen at all. I when, honestly, though, can't remember that. I can't remember it happening. I have to believe that somebody tried at some point. Actually, I think one of the other teachers put a better effort in than any of the students. That's probably <laughs> like I think a teacher tried to get me to talk more than a student did. So it, I was blown away. It was interesting to be in here in the beginning that day because I did mindfulness and you're stretching with mm -hmm. you that day. And the kids were much more observant of you. Definitely. I watched, you know, we, we have the same students all throughout the day and I watched some of these kids that hardly look up from their desks or their phones yeah. and they were watching everywhere you right. went, everything you did, and they were paying attention to your nonverbal cues. Well, that's just it. So that was one of the other things I wrote down. So it and, was actually impressive. Which is good for everybody. This is something that's good for everybody. We have an amazing ability to read like body language and facial expressions, nonverbal communication. We have an immense ability to, to do it. And I know my facial expressions give me away all the time. Everybody's do. You do more than they think. A lot more even than they like think. Even like little things, we yeah. don't even know. But we really do have this amazing ability to communicate without actually speaking. There are certainly some times when words would be helpful. Yes, okay? yes. There was, there was a couple of those where I'm sitting there and I'm like kind of getting exasperated because I couldn't say anything. But for the most part, it was unbelievable how much we were able to communicate just by looking at my face or pointing or it's okay, you know, you put my put my hand up to say no, it's okay, or your facial expressions, and they got it. I came they in that more. I came in that morning and I walk in talking. I walked into your classroom talking to you, yeah. expecting for you to respond. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're looking at and me like, oh uh, well. And before you even did, you know, the pointy pointing thing, it was like you just looked at me and, and I because it's on the podcast, you can't see my face, but he just looked at me and I was like, it kind of, all of a sudden I realized, I'm like, oh yeah, duh. Yeah. You just, and it was, it is, you really do pick up on cues. It's amazing. Tiny little facial cues when somebody's not talking. Yeah. Although for me, I definitely felt like I needed, I, not I needed, but I wanted to talk more. Well, so, this was another thing that was kind of interesting that I didn't even write in the notes. There were times where the, now the kids all were allowed to talk. Right? There were times that they were looking at me and they were using facial expressions and body language to talk. In fact, another student was like, oh, dummies, you're allowed to talk, you know. Like, oh, I get so know, big to that, to too. It. So that was, um, that was pretty pretty interesting. You and, kind of, the idea of like you actually adapt to your environment. That's it, really what that was. What it was, was cool an adaptation. for me, I had two of your kids from the first period. I have them four classes later and they walked in and they just gave me a face and just kind of right. held up their finger and pointed yeah. at their mouths, and I was like, "You're not talking either. You're, you took the challenge with Mr. C." And they're shaking their right. head and they're nodding along, and and I think I got, I think they listened more. Okay, so that was another one of the things that I noticed, or it was a question I had. So I said it was really cool that two of the students actually participated, right? And then I noticed and they're talkers. They're, well, yes. <laughs> so, talkers. so I noticed that everybody's behavior improved. Overall, everybody's behavior—at least around me—I'm saying that's around, an okay, interesting observation. Me. But then the question that I immediately asked was, "Okay, everybody's behavior just got better." But then the question is, did productivity go up? And as I asked that to that first period group, those two kids, mm -hmm. the next day, they were like, "Oh yeah, in Miss Newman's class, I finished my assignment right away. I was looking for more work." And uh, one of the students was like. Uh, <clears throat> I finished my work and I couldn't talk 
So I just was looking for more work to do. It, they were much more productive. Yeah, I mean, that's the key, right? Like, if you can be more productive, then it's really worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that they listen more. they Not that they don't listen to begin with, but they don't hear what you actually say. Right. They're typical teenagers. They right. hear what they want to hear, or they think they know where you're going, so they automatically go with, oh, well, that's what he was going to say. Right, right. This forced them to stop and really listen because they couldn't ask follow-up questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could by shrugging their shoulders or, or looking confused, right. but they couldn't articulate in words what the, what what their follow-up questions would be. Yeah. So they were definitely listening, and I think I got their best effort from them for what they did. Yeah, and I think it, because of that, with what you're saying, like they couldn't ask certain questions, they the word I'm like they were like more independent you know they had to perform so they did as yeah. opposed to saying I can't they had to they didn't just like it's funny because they when they can speak they'll they're very easily and glad to just throw their hands up and say I can't do it but when they couldn't speak it was like well I'll find a way to do this yeah that's interesting that's interesting and it, it, it did it was so yeah I kind of wish I had more kids that would try it right to see so we'll talk sh- about that. And show them. Yeah, I want to talk about that difference. at the end. Is there a way to mimic this or reproduce this without, say, 24 hours? So so here's another thing, and this would help everybody. Like, this would this would absolutely help anybody who's listening to this. Because one of the things I thought was going to happen was because I wasn't talking, that I would probably have, like, a million thoughts going through my head, like, like 100 ping pong balls just bouncing around all at the same time. You mean, like, right? Because I can't get it out. Yeah, right? But even more, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be even elevated because I'm not talking, so those things are staying in there. And the exact opposite happened. I mean, I mean, the exact opposite happened. I, I was. It's like your body knows or your mind knows you're not going to be able to express this, so we're just going to let it go. So were you more focused oh my on God. your individualist tasks at the moment? It was that, but it was also just clear. Like, I mean, imagine just taking an eraser to your mind and just you're sitting there almost empty-minded. Like, think of meditation. Co- the purpose of meditation is to kind of clear, clear all that garbage. Just the act of being silent cleared my mind. Hmm. And because I couldn't express something, like, for example, one of the things I know is, like, you don't have judgments. You don't judge anything. Because you can't talk about it. It's That's almost like really your mind says, I can't say this, so I don't really give a shit about it. That's really And you just let it go. Judgy, judgy, oh my judgers. God, right? Of course. I'm the biggest one of all. I always said I wanted to be on American Idol because I love judging people. He does. And I mean, it's true. So well, that was one of the things I noticed, like, because I couldn't speak, and this was not intentional. I wish it was intentional. That'd be, that'd be great, but it wasn't. It just happened that these things just went away. These ideas went away. So that was, the, wow. uh, that was part of what I was just saying with the that's ping pong f- balls. There were no ping pong balls. That's fascinating. It's like you can't express something, so you just kind of let it go. Patience. You're, my patience went through the roof. Somebody dropped the desk. Like the, or not dropped the desk, but like tipped the desk over, right, accidentally. Um, and I couldn't say anything. So I just looked at the desk on the floor, looked back at the kid. The kid looked at me with some terror, right? <laughs> <laughs> but then I don't say anything, and I look back at the desk, and he looks back at the desk. And I look back at him, and he goes and picks up the desk and puts it back where it belonged and looked at me, and I just nodded my head, like, okay. And that was the end of it. And he was like, Oh, that's how it can work? No long story of what had no. happened. And, and then it was done. what had happened was. Yeah. 
It was no, what are you doing? How many times do I got to tell you? None of that. None of None that. that. It was just pick up the desk and, okay, we're done. So Let's move on to the next patience? thing. patience? Incredible. It wasn't even forced. It was um, natural patience. Wow. So shut up and your patience goes through the roof. Like forced that, shutting up, okay, between patience goes through the, the roof. The patience and the... Tolerance, clear-mindedness. Tolerance and clear-mindedness. It's worth it alone. The clear-mindedness. Clear I, I, Dude, you know, it's worth the... That you, you is don't mean the, the ping-pong balls in yeah, the head. Yeah, that is worth the experiment there. alone. That's okay. fascinating. That's so really fascinating. Those were, um, those were some things I noticed. Here's um, an idea I kind of came up with. Or, or it's not an idea. Well, here's what I thought of. I think... I can't be certain of this. But I think talking about your problems is overrated. Now, I think it's important to acknowledge your problems. I think talking Talk. about your problems is overrated. Like, if you're just talking about the problem, it's overrated. Because you need to be doing it's something. Over, yeah. Active. Like you need to be, you active, need to be active and yeah, like proactive instead of reactionary. Yes. I think when you're talking about it, you just it's just word diarrhea. As opposed to when you just acknowledge there's a problem, you, you, you become a, a solution-oriented. You look to like, all right, how do I deal with this? Do you know what I mean? Actually, I do. Because when, when you first say it, I'm like, no, you got to talk about your problems. I mean, they're your problems, yeah, like, and you need to talk and, and talk it through. But but what are you doing? You All can, you're doing is just you, saying it. You're, if you're just, right. You're just saying it. But you're if, just you can, if you can acknowledge it with a clear mind. Right. And that's what and being quiet patience, does. Because you have to be patient with yourself when yes. you're talking going through whatever you're going through yes so you have patience with yourself you have a clear head instead of just talk 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 no, i'm sure you, i'm, you I'm sure that psychologists would a, have a different opinion about that. i'm sure but but i don't we, care we come from a different a, a different world i guess it's not to say that you can't talk about it but i just think that i solutions. think it's overrated so like you could say uh, my relationship with my wife is terrible. We just don't get along, and she just doesn't understand me. But what are you doing about it? Well, that, yeah, if, that, if if there's a period after that, then that that didn't do shit. If you're just saying. But then if you start words. to, but if internally you say, okay, I I could do this, this or that, or you come up with some solutions, and I think then that is useful. Acknowledging and dealing with problems is useful. But just the idea of like you need to talk about it. Uh, I don't know. I think that I I think that's overrated. I think it's overrated. That's just the thought I had. It's an interesting thought. Just Definitely thought one to one to explore. It's a tough one to explore, only because you know. We're, well, we you talk about we shit. talk about everything, you know, and we talk, talk about, about everything. Shit. All I can tell you is that, like anything that came into my mind that was even the slightest bit um, stressful or problematic, like it's something you have to deal with. I just dealt with it as opposed to, oh, you believe that shit? I can't believe my truck is we, ready at the shop. We, no, how about dealing with the fact that you're just not going to have your truck at the end of the and day? And we marinate in, in shit. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we sit in it and like it, it stews and then we come down and talk to our coworker and we're like, blah, 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 this, I got to tell and you this and, then, and nothing's changed. And then yeah. you go to the next person, I, I just got to tell you this, I got I to gotta talk it out. And all you've done is perpetuate that feeling yes. whatever that feeling you're talking about whether it's anger or exactly sadness it's just constantly like bringing it from one place to the next and not That's doing, all you're doing it you're actually not doing anything with it sometimes by talking about it when you talk about it multiple times you're actually dragging out the problem longer it's kind of like when As you go to clean to your house it, and instead of cleaning it you just pile things and move leave it from things one spot to from another. one of the <laughs> next okay i'm gonna put these on the stairs when i for when i go upstairs right exactly all right so here's a problem i had with this okay 
and this is a major problem, especially in my classroom, because it's something that I like work diligently to teach these kids, and I couldn't do it. it was, Ooh, in fact, it was the opposite. I know where you're going. Um, it's very difficult, almost impossible, to be cordial. Manners, please, please, thank, thank you, you and you're welcome. Me, you're are welcome. impossible, right? Or excuse me, like I'm snapping my fingers, I'm whistling, Which clapping. Is inherently rude. Oh, it's like, and then once they did do the thing I was trying to get them to do, it was just like, uh, now what do I do? Now what do I do? Nothing. I didn't okay. get to say anything. And I was we like, this sucks. Spend a lot of time with our population. Teach, yeah. Reminding them, please and thank you. Right, and I, ha- excuse I have me, it all over my room, and, outside the door. And, you know, it's we, a big we part spent a lot of, of time did. trying to get them to remember those, and you couldn't do them for a day. That had to have been. That's weird. It was weird. You know, that was just hard. And most people, yeah. when they say thank you, are looking to you for a response. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, they're, so they're looking at you for a response, and then you don't respond. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. So that, so that kind of sucked. I say, here's something cool. This is another one of those things, just an observation that I find fascinating. I have a theory of why. I could be wrong, but you know me. I doubt it. Of course not. He's never wrong. So I couldn't talk, and I noticed that my emotions were like, I, I, I told the kids, like, I think my emotions were like 10x. Like, every the, right emotion I felt on the surface. was way up, okay? Like, there was, I was reading some story, I think, about a kid that got killed or something like that. And it was during my second period where I don't have any class, kids. Yeah, and I almost started to cry. Now I've read a story like that a thousand times, and it, and it's like, damn, that sucks. But I don't cry. I was almost brought to tears. So here's my theory on that. You know how if somebody loses their vision, or if they lose their hearing, they say like their other senses mm-hmm. are yeah. heightened, and like if you lose your vision, you can feel things better. Your sense right. of touch goes up, and hearing goes up, and all that. My theory on this is that because I couldn't speak my emotions I was able to feel my emotions at a heightened level it's not that my emotions were higher you just felt just that you just felt, felt them, them at more, a higher I level I felt them stronger or more closely or however you want to say it well, but it was true like I mean, everything I felt was like my chest my heart was coming out of my chest sometimes interesting and you are a gym teacher who is a coach who mm-hmm. played sports your whole life and you are I'm a boy. An cat, you were basically, you know, spent your whole life tamping down those emotions or running through them or, you know, pushing through them. You ignore them to get to whatever yes. competition you're doing because that's the important thing. And we're not taught really in this society to let our emotions out or, you know, hide them. So right. when they're when they're right there bubbling on the surface, it's hard to ignore them. Yeah. So that was a big deal. Like, it stood out to me to the point where I was like, oh, what the hell am I feeling here right now? This is a lot. It was just felt like a lot. And I look it back, I don't lot. think it was a lot. I just think I was noticing it more. Because you notice it a lot. A lot of times and you squash it, you just didn't notice it. Right. Those emotions are bubbling under the surface. You're going to feel them. You're going to notice them. Yeah. And because you usually shove them down or ignore them or talk through them, yes. now you have to deal with them differently. Yeah. All right. So here's the last thing before I close out that I noticed. And okay. then, I'll, then I'll give you, like, my final suggestion for people like a challenge for everybody I noticed that even um, regardless of the type of kid I'll say from the really good kid to the really bad pain in the ass every single one of them was had a willingness to help and I said and I'm saying to myself at a school of at-risk kids troubled kids problem kids right it's easy to spot the problems the raw materials for successful living is there in all of them. That willingness to help 
other people, communicate, find answers. It was there in every single one of them, and that could be brought out. And Will was, it be brought out? I have no idea. But it did, because yeah. I had kids talk about it, talking about it in my class, and kids that I you never hear about being willing to help in any way. No. If it's not beneficial to them, absolutely, they're usually not going to do it. And I heard quite a few kids were like, well, Mr. C needed this. Yes. And he needed this. And all he did was look. If I was trying to communicate was, with one student, everyone else in the room would stop. And that's and not, if that's that not our norm. Yeah, and if that kid didn't get it, the others were, were trying he, to figure he, it out he, so, he can, so yeah. they can tell him. I, I saw the one kid. No, he wants you to turn the light off. Yes. No, not that light, that light. Right. And, and that student were, is not the biggest help. No, normally. That's a kid. No, but that's a kid. <laughs> Forget yeah. it. You ask him. No, I'm not doing okay. that. No, I'm not doing that. All right. So, I'll leave it with this because we've probably gone longer than we even thought we were going to go. I uh, yeah. Well, I would talk, not. Well, we're talkers. I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it. But I wouldn't do it again. At least not anytime soon. What was the hardest thing about doing it? It's just a long time. Okay. It's just a long time. The hardest thing for me, really, all honesty, was not speaking to my wife, and not because she's my wife. Specifically, specifically because she's my like my best friend. I get and, that. And when you're with your friend, when you're with your best friend, you just blurt things out sometimes. You just, you know, like, you don't even know. Sometimes never, it's not even real words, yeah. it's real sentences. Yeah, you, and sometimes it's not anything that you would want anybody else to hear. No, God, no. Nothing that I'm going to repeat on, nothing you're on gonna... this podcast. Okay? And you do that very naturally because you never have to hold back in front of your friend. You just speak, you just speak. freely without any concern of anything. Okay? Right. And there were multiple times where I, like, my mouth opened, like, uh, and I had to stop. So that really was the hardest thing, just not talking to her, simply because she's my friend. She's I get my, she's it. My I, buddy. I get that completely. Okay, so that's what was the hardest thing. So I wouldn't do it again. Okay, I would not do it again, at least not anytime soon, because it's just a long time. It's a long day. All right. But here's what I will say, and I'll, I give this challenge to everybody. I would say, pick a time, pick an opportunity, and don't do it when no one's around. You gotta do it when you're around people because that's what makes it a challenge, that's what makes it interesting, and that's where the, all this kind of learning that I just went over, that's where all this will come into place. Find a time, like a, an hour or two hours, maybe three hours max, I don't think you'd even need more than that to find out all the things that I found out. Pick a time, two to three hours, and don't talk for two or three hours. Just observe, just watch what people do, listen to what they say, feel what they feel, and I think you'll find find out all those things that I just want, that we just went over for the last half hour. I think you'll find all those things. And it's one thing for us to talk about it, and, and I hope I was able to convey it a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I hope you get the sense of it. It's a whole nother thing to feel it. It fascinates it's a whole me nother on thing to feel it. the level that, as a teacher, we're constantly needing to communicate mm-hmm. And my other job, I'm, I'm a bartender part-time, so all of it's so much talking that for me, I just, I, I, I wonder how different that would yeah. feel to go from a Monday where I spend 15 hours talking right. to yeah. not. It, it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge, but I, but I encourage everybody to take the challenge, see what happens, and, uh, and maybe let me know. So that's what I got. Jen, thank you. Thanks very, for very much. Me, Pete. It was a lot of fun. It was. And everybody, we'll see you soon.